1: host Ralph Malvro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
2: Hi, right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fans. We got Drunk History. We're going to give you extra episodes in July and August to fire you up for the season. I gave you Bounty Gate last Friday as a gift with Reed Gilbert. He wrote the book on Bounty Gate. It's, it's phenomenal. We were both just shit-faced out of our minds. It was great. We got the 2010 season coming up. That's going to be released next Monday. So you get those two episodes in August. The late August, July, uh, I mean, late July, August to fire you up. Because training camp's here. We survived the offseason. It's here. Uh, you know, Dave, if you would have, we were talking about who's going to be training camp superstar, who the media is going to gush over. We named, like, 800 different people during the offseason in the doldrum times. Not once did Brandon Coleman's name come up. That dude, he is, like, the runaway leader, like, four days in, man. I don't think anybody <laughs> saw that coming.
0: I think I think one of us, it might have been me, that said uh, Coleman was going to be like the camp bust. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the opposite.
3: So, David. Uh, yeah, well, but, uh, hey, that that's good news for Saints fans, right?
2: Well, Saints Twitter didn't like Brandon Coleman. They don't like Brandon Coleman. They think he's terrible. They feel like the Saints need to have four to five all-pro wide receivers. And they won't tolerate Brandon Coleman being, you know, just playing special team and, and dropping like one out of every 10 balls is, is not acceptable. But I guess my question to you, Andrew, is like, how much of this is like real and how much of this is just Brandon Coleman? You know, he's, a, he's, he's, he's
3: Adrian Arrington. Two 0.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, is he going to catch more than thirty <laughs> balls? And you, do, has anything changed well, on him? Well, first
0: of all, he, he's already done that. Like, he, he's already yeah. done. And I'm not going to say good, but he, he's he's a real NFL player. Adrian Arrington was never a real NFL player. I mean, how many catches did Arrington have in his career? Two.
3: Yeah, I think two.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you know, Coleman's already. But they're
3: probably both touchdowns
0: <laughs> in the preseason. Um, so. You know, Coleman's already legit, but I, I, I think the main thing for me is, um, you know, the light comes on at different times. I, I I really think part of the thing with the NFL is that...
2: Adrian, again, well, nine catches. Nine catches.
0: Well, I, I think it's worse now that... I'm like, sorry,
2: two. Two catches.
0: Go, fans go. want guys to be good as a rookie. It's not even the fans. It's coaches. It's management. Like, people want... Rookies to be good, they want like by by your second or third year. If you haven't done anything, people are ready to write you off. And the reality is, everyone learns and like comes on at a different time. And um, you know, this is a case in point. Like sometimes you stick you stick it out with a guy for long enough, and uh, you reap the benefits of it. And I hope he does. I mean, you know, the the interesting thing is, so he's put on like ten pounds, which I think you know he's got more strength. He's going to be able to maybe use more power, but Mike Dutilleux was saying today. I mean, he's gained ten pounds, but he looks a lot faster out there. So uh, that means it's all—it's been all muscle, and he's done a good job of staying lean and keeping his legs strong to uh, get some speed to go with it. So I don't know; it's pretty exciting his for agent, a guy of his size.
2: His agent probably sent in, sent him uh, screen grabs of uh, Sanu's contract with Atlanta. Sanu had never caught more than like fifty balls, and he got like a four year, twenty eight million dollar contract. So his agent's like, "Look, if you can catch forty-five passes this year and next year, when you get to free agency, I'll get you. I'll get you five years, thirty-five million, which isn't in that, which isn't insane, Dave. But
0: um, yeah, I mean, the quote was he's kind of felt like this is it was like now or never. Yeah, but I well, but I so I thought
3: I thought Travin Dural, what what's his name, Travin uh, Dural or whatever. Durrell. Yeah, Travin Dural. Uh." I thought he was – I thought he's the receiver that everybody's been uh,
2: talking about. Well, he about. was an LSU guy, so that was – that's. I of- think, yeah.
0: I think that's more just where he's from. But, um, I mean, as far as I've heard, the receivers that have really stood out, besides the obvious, I mean, Steed and Mike Thomas will look good, but um, it's been – Coleman, of course, is like the superstar of camp. And then uh, Corey Fuller's been the other guy. That's looked really good.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right, Corey Fuller.
2: Anyway, Andrew, any way they could both make it? Could that happen?
0: Both being who? Coleman and who?
2: Coleman and Fuller.
0: Well, I think Coleman's in. I, I, I would almost venture to say Coleman has a better chance of making the team than... Uh, than Ted Ginn almost just because I know they need Ted Ginn, you know, he he needs to be the the deep receiver, but I I think Coleman just does so much for this team in terms of blocking. And, um, you know, there there's a role that he fills on this team that he does better than anyone else. I just, I don't think there's a receiver on this team that blocks better than him. So they, they need him. Um, But yes, I I think that's four receivers and five make a team, sometimes six. Um, You know, I think this year, they maybe are more likely to keep four, um, and the reason I would say that is because Gin and Kamara both offer special teams return ability. So, you know, a lot of times your fifth receiver will be your kick returner, um, and that's not going to be the case this year. So, um, but I think you know if you if you were to aggregate the years, there's been a lot of times where they've kept five, and if there's a fifth guy, I would say right now my money would be on four.
2: Uh, Dave, it's a summer tradition like no other, and that tradition is Saints cornerbacks. The Masters? No, no, no it's the Saints corners dropping like flies as soon as they start to practice. Hey. And uh, today, uh, Bro didn't practice, and Lattimore walked off the field like four plays in.
3: <sighs> yep, it's almost time for <laughs> uh, for hernia surgery for Lattimore. Oh,
2: my. Shut your whore mouth.
3: I'm looking at my watch right now, and I'd say we got about a week to go. Oh,
2: if we have any listeners in Philadelphia, that's where the that's where the number one guy is. I don't know his name, but that's where the the Sporturnia guru is. Uh, if you see if you see any Saints players walking around the city of brotherly love, DM me, uh, and we'll we'll get you on the podcast. We'll do a live breaking news update.
3: Slide into Ralph's DMs. Slide
2: into my DMs, and and we'll we'll make you a star.
3: Uh, yeah, that's the good guy. He, he replaces the sports hernias with the goat sports hernias.
2: <laughs> so, um, but, but Andrew, it, Lattimore, it, it, Sean Payton says he's not going to talk about inju- injuries after every...
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
2: <sighs>
1: is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... Indeed.com/slash/match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Practice which boo Sean Payton. <laughs> we don't give a shit about anything else that you have to say in after practice, really. Um, yeah, but
0: that's nothing new.
2: Yeah, but uh, like M- Lattimore, he need like even you know fans a lot of time. Even with rookies, they're like, oh, he'll be out, but he'll be ready for the regular season. But like rookies. Need to fucking practice more than like like Unger. You can be like ah, he can he can not practice. He, he'll be good to go. You know he's fine. But rookies they need to practice. So like Lattimore can't miss like even a, yeah, even he, a week. He with-
0: left on he left under his own power. First of all, so it's not like he was carted off and he was you dehydrated. Know, Thank please. Yeah, it's ninety five degrees. I mean, half the time guys are kind of walking off. It, it's they're cramping. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, especially a guy like Lattimore, who, you know, has had hamstring injuries in, in the past, ha- hamstring issues, and, you know, he, he's a rookie. Does he know how to hydrate himself properly for the Louisiana Heat? Probably not. I mean, he practically he was an Ohio State player. So, you know, it's probably I, like I, playing I, up the sun. You know, I what's I wouldn't it be
2: in surprised. Ohio? Like 70 degrees now?
0: Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's back on the field tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but it is. But you have to admit, on both of you, it's kind of. I mean, it's written in the stars. Like it's, it's not kind good. of perfect. It's, it's not good. Like bro, bro and Lattimore are both already out. It's like right on schedule for Saint Swans failing perfect.
2: the conditioning test. Yeah. It's.
3: But the Saints starting quarterbacks for week seven aren't even currently on their roster. Right <laughs> yeah,
0: we, we, we're probably what, 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 guys? Like a fortnight away from uh, ACL tear. For Sterling <laughs> more.
2: Uh, poor Sterling Moore. Um. So Dave the, but there was good there's a lot of good news at training camp like the draft picks <laughs> are looking pretty good like all of them we can go through I, I didn't see any I didn't hear anything about yeah, Ramcheck I didn't hear anything good or bad about Ramcheck today but like all the other ones like Kumara he's been the, going he,
3: with the ones on the yeah, left side right. right. I mean with the I mean, ones yeah. yeah yeah I mean obviously he's got to be doing Some well play. if he's if he's been running with the ones
2: Ramcheck's going to I think I predict Ramcheck's going to be your opening day left tackle that's my prediction uh, so far, it looks like that.
0: It's Barnes, I'm worried. Oh,
2: Caliph Barnes. <laughs> Khalif Barnes, he, he's he, – he, is Khalif Barnes confident enough to, like, do a long-term rental, or is he still doing Airbnb by the week with the Saints?
0: Uh, I think his, he's on solid – I mean, they need a third tackle for now. <clears so throat> I think he's on pretty solid footing. But, like – Wait, so his here's – His competition is Bryce Harris, for Christ's sake. Oh, Bryce Harris, man.
3: Wait. So here's here's a question. If if Ramcheck solidifies himself as the starting left tackle, he plays awesome, uh, and Armstead comes back whenever middle of the season, uh, what scenario, happens?
2: Dream scenario. I don't know, Andrew. That's a good. That's a good question. What, what? I think
0: if if Armstead comes back, he's the left tackle. So I think. No
3: way. I I think if I think. Uh, I, no, like I'm, am t- saying, like Ramchek is playing very well. Like not just not just holding up the left side, but I mean he's playing very well, and he's obviously a franchise caliber left and tackle. Then you,
0: then you bench Street,
3: and you put Ramchek. You put Armstead on the right side. No, you put
0: uh, if he if you can do it, if he can do it, or you put Ramchek over there. I mean, I, you got to play your best players, and if if those end up being your right. two best tackles, I mean, you find a way to put them both on the field. I don't really care who plays left and who plays right, but You know, I would think it would make more sense to probably have Ramchek playing on the right side. Yeah, and that is at least at first. That
2: assumes, Dave. That assumes, um, that assumes perfect health for the offensive line. You know, but but I definitely think I definitely think, Dave. Your your point is, your question is a good one, and I I put it this way: if Ramchek's playing awesome, they're not going to bench Ramchek, like they'll they'll he'll somebody else will be benched. It won't be him, you know, right. like like if he's playing great and everybody's like he's all rookie, he's looking phenomenal. I can't believe he didn't get picked sooner, like they won't bench him, they might you know they could they could do all sorts of of different things, you know, depending on injuries and all that, but uh speaking of the rookie class, Andrew, it's looking good like like uh Kamara made a big play, um yeah, Williams had an interception uh. You know, we talked about Lattimore, but even Lattimore before the injury, he was looking pretty good as far as like getting reps, battling. Um uh anal zone is up and down. He looks good, <laughs> but then Kamar roasts him, so it's a yin and a yang. It's the yin and the yang of Trey Hendrickson's
0: looked real good.
2: Yeah, man. Uh my 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 my, my bet with uh, the new uh runner of Saints Nation, Brian we have a bet that uh, Hendrickson. I said he won't get more than two and a half sacks. Um, and when he's playing the, the he's playing the three and and, and roasting Pete uh, today, uh, I, I was a little nervous. I'm, I'm getting a little nervous, Andrew. That two and a half sack number, man. It, it's not looking as strong as I thought it did a week he's, and a half he's ago. He's
0: totally getting three sacks this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mohammed even looked great. Look, the and the uh, you talk about. Muhammad got a sack. I mean, the, the draft. It's it's. I mean, it. Dave. It's it's. A, we have enough practices to declare it the best draft since two thousand six, right? The
0: guy but, didn't even play football last year, and I, you know, there's not as many Muhammad truthers as there are um, PJ Williams truthers, but there's a lot.
2: The, well, I don't. I haven't run into these people yet.
0: Oh yeah, no, there's Muhammad tr- truthers out the, there. The truthers. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them on. You know my saints nation account <laughs> when i used to tweet oh you know and i remember saying like someone asked me which rookie was least likely to make the team and i said well obviously that's got to be muhammad and like several fans flamed on me for they're saying like, that. no yeah they're like muhammad's gonna be a beast he could start
2: <laughs> so you know i haven't heard the name i haven't heard much is
3: Guachum? is Obum?
2: Uh, i feel like he might be on the bubbles dave like off the bubble, like
0: speaking um, of uh, Brian, speaking of Saints Nation and Brian, he's a huge Guacham truther.
2: Guacham, I just like saying it, <laughs> it's fun to say. I want him, to, I want, Obam. I want Guachum to have like eight and a half sacks. I Obam. might be able to get his whole name by like November if he got to double digit
1: sacks. <laughs> uh,
2: but you know, um. The thing is at least the rookies so far they're they're healthy. I mean I guess Dave I'm trying to think like the 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 2014 draft. Like we knew I think it's it obviously I was joking that it, this we can clearly say that this draft is the best since 2006. We don't know that. But I feel like Dave the 2014 draft it was a a disaster like we knew it was a disaster early because all the linebackers they drafted were hurt and weren't playing or were playing terrible like a weekend so at least knowing that this isn't a, a draft isn't a disaster a weekend or signs of it that's good right
3: uh yeah let's see what happens next week
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, uh yeah no 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 i mean i mean but in all seriousness yes you have a point uh Re- so far, things are looking are looking very good, and and so my, my feeling is that they're looking too good, <laughs> too good. This is going too well.
2: It's, but Andrew, am I remember? I remember like twenty fourteen, like a weekend, like we were like, oh, this is not good with the, all the linebackers they picked. Like it was a like you kind of knew. Oh, it.
0: absolutely. You know. Yeah.
2: You know, so I, I feel like as long as long as they're they're the thing is you want them pri- and and the thing is with you know. Um uh enzaloni he's running he, I mean, he's with the ones. I mean, they're all getting a lot of they're they're like I think the the first say Ramchak, Lattimore, um Williams and Kumara, they're they're all gonna be unless they are really bad in like a show of disaster, like they're gonna play. Is that is that crazy? Andrew? Oh, Yeah.
0: Like, no, I agree.
2: They're going to – like, they might be – like, you might play, I and mean, you might be, like, five weeks in. the like, defense
0: isn't good enough for them not to.
2: Yeah. Like, they might suck, but they're going to play. And I would say in Anzalone even maybe is going to play. Like, like he's going to – they're going to give him every opportunity. To...
0: He's the one I'm not sure about.
2: Why is that?
0: Just because they have so many vets. You know, if, if all these guys come out healthy, Robertson, Anthony – Manti Teo, AJ Klein. I'm just not sure Anzalone comes in and starts over all those guys year one.
2: Yeah, I I ran into some Klein truthers that were trying to explain to me why Klein is a sure thing. Um, but but Dave, uh, as are you are you going to make any of the camps? Have you reserved your spot? You have to reserve the tickets now.
3: My day is Thursday. Oh. um But I never uh, I didn't sign up to get the tickets i I, I have jury duty on Thursday oh, jury duty I mean I could probably switch days, but um, but yeah, I would like to I'm gonna wait until you know most Saints fans enthusiasm dies down. I mean they've been selling out a lot of this a lot of the tickets available for. Yeah, training camp. So right now everybody's like super excited. How many does it hold so.
2: at the training? At the I forgot. I forgot how much it. I hold. think they were
3: giving out like two thousand tickets. It may hold a little bit more than that. But, when, um, but I think they had two thousand tickets. But I, I would like to go. I'd like to take my son, and I'd like to go uh,
0: at least one time and check it out.
2: Andrew, when they were at the Greenbrier, how many fans like were at the practices that you went?
0: On the weekends it was packed. So you know. Saturday, Sundays, I mean, there was, well, packed is a relative term, but you know, there were, uh, I would say the, the, probably the most packed I saw was a thousand people. Wow.
2: The Texans um, the Texans are up there this year and they're like, they had 150 people at practice. And I thought to myself, I was like, the saints were drawing more than 150 at the green. Brian. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Way more. Um, but you know, there were days during the week that was the best time to go because, you know, there was probably, especially the first year I went, I mean, I was there on a Tuesday um, in the middle of the day, you know, when people have work or whatever. And so there was maybe 30 people there and that's, so that's the time to go in my opinion. I mean, obviously they're not at the green They're not away from yeah. new Orleans anymore, but you, know, you, if you, if you went on a Tuesday in the afternoon, there's 30 people You get every signature you want. Yeah. So we'll see, it was. It yeah, because a lot of times they won't sign autographs. So like if the, if it's so crowded, they're like, "Man, I don't even want to mess with this," and they won't do it. You know.
2: Well, the Texans don't know about the curse of the Greenbrier. They don't know that their season's ruined before it began. I'm waiting for J.J. Watt's leg to fall off because we all know the. I mean, well, we, they, they
0: also they also didn't wrong uh, Darren Sproles' wife. So.
2: yeah. Uh, I see. I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think it's Darren Sproles' yeah. wife and the green and the Greenbrier. So maybe his leg won't fall off. He'll just like um, have a sports, sports hernia. Um, Here's another thing that we need to talk about. Um, we'll talk about the bad first, Andrew. Dude, what's with the Saints centers? They f- apparently snapping the ball over Drew Brees' head. It was like a mini – like I saw like four different tweets of like bad snaps, and it wasn't like multiple guys saying that repeating. It was like, like bad snaps like all day long today.
0: Yeah, um, I saw that too. That's that's concerning. I mean, obviously, when you don't have Max Unger in the mix, it's an opportunity. So, who's the. Is it Sam? Sen- you got Jack Allen, who was the undrafted rookie for Michigan State last year. And you've got uh, Derubius from uh, the Redskins, uh, who started for them. And I think some people felt like he had a decent shot at making the team. Uh, but he was missing some snaps, too. So, and I, I think they're probably going to get a new guy this week.
2: Oh. The thing is, they, people were talking about Nick Mangold, but I don't think Nick Mangold wants to come in and be, like, the Saints' backup center. I yeah.
0: don't think he... Yeah, I, I don't think he makes sense because he's not going to want to come into a situation where Unger's back in a week or yeah. two weeks or whatever, yeah. you know?
2: Good news for the Saints. Another thing, Dave, uh, Will Lutz is like a fucking cyborg, cyborg. I don't think he's missed a kick in, like, three days.
3: Yeah. Uh- well, uh, you know, a new special teams coach yeah, might also yeah, yeah. be uh, be helping that. But so yeah, look, it's all it's all starting to come together, guys. <laughs> defense, sp- special teams. This is the year. This <laughs> is the year, guys. It is.
2: Well, I mean, look. But seriously, if their special teams could not be a disaster, I feel like it could. Even if their defense isn't that much better, I feel like their special teams not being a disaster, Dave, could flip them to nine and seven.
0: Yeah, not giving up you a, block- a
3: game on some crazy uh, bad snap.
0: <laughs> yeah, not not losing a game on a uh, blocked kick that goes back for a score is um, maybe that, would <laughs> that would help. That would help the record.
2: Uh, people on Twitter seemed really concerned about Ted Ginn that he gets wide open and he drops passes all the time, but we knew that going in
0: does that all the time. Yeah. But and clearly, clearly they have not been watching the Carolina Panthers.
2: Well, here's the thing though. I didn't expect it to seem like I'm excited for the Ted Ginn experience. So like Dave, I guess for me, like what is your, what is your reasonable hope for Ted Ginn? Cause you know, he's dropping a bunch of balls like that's just that's not a bug with Ted Ginn that's a feature of the Ted Ginn experience so like what's your reasonable expectations of Ted Ginn in 2017 for the Saints I'm excited about it because the drops and the 80 yard touchdowns will just be it'll be phenomenal there'll be like no middle ground with Ted Ginn it's going to be phenomenal but what is your expectations for him
3: well when they first signed him I mean I didn't even think that they really signed him to be uh, have a, have a big role in, in in as a receiver. I thought he was gonna, supposed to be more of a uh, of a return guy, but um,
0: well, well, you I, were I picturing guess Brandon Coleman exploding in camp. Yes, like who did you think was going to be ahead of him?
3: Um, I certainly think Col- Yeah, I, I I was I figured it was going to be Thomas Sneed and Coleman. Yeah,
0: and not not and not
3: necessarily because Coleman was going to be amazing, but just just because that's who it was. That's who's on the team. Uh, I don't know, I just never really thought Ginn uh, having a huge role uh, as a receiver, but obviously I was wrong. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, I haven't been expecting anything more than him returning just one kickoff for a touchdown in the entire season. <laughs> I mean, he, he only needs to do that to technically
0: make me happy, but... Well, he, he's uh, dropping a bomb. It's coming. It's happening. He's in going to. In a real to.
3: game. No, oh, it, is, it is definitely going to happen. Uh, I mean, it, it's uncanny how he, he, he has a knack for it. He really does. But I guess my
2: question is, Andrew, I guess like what, what's – I mean, all I,
0: all I got to say is I remember fans turning on Devery Henderson for dropping balls, deep balls, and he went to LSU. Yeah. So when Ginn starts pulling this, like, the, the fans are going to be merciless. And he, yeah. He's going to be hated. I, he, he gets my vote for like most likely to be – Go from like Saints fans kind of being excited about him to just being utterly despised.
2: Yeah, well, what she? So you think he's going to be a disaster then? Like, you're that's your reasonable expectation? No,
0: no, I I think Saints fans are irrational. Like, they decide they hate someone, and sometimes they're not even that bad, and it doesn't matter. If you know, he's going to be that guy. If he can be Devry, I mean, look, look, fans hate Brandon Coleman, Brandon Coleman is hated. That is true. He's been hated up up to this point, up until camp. Fans have despised Brandon Coleman for totally irrational reasons. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's true. Well, here's my reasonable expectations for um, uh, Ted Ginn, um, and um, that is Devry Henderson, two thousand six. And there, and you you know, you uh, you bring him up, but he, I mean. People, you know, he's sort of, kind of beloved now, right? We look, but, but in in two thousand six, he, uh, he caught thirty two balls for seven hundred and forty five yards. He averaged twenty three point three yards a catch. His catch, but was, he was kind of hated. But he was kind of hated because it was not like, in two
3: thousand
2: six. Well, yeah, because I made jokes about him, like he was like a toddler trying to catch a beach ball. Like it was, it was always like touch and go <laughs> with Devry Henderson. Like trying to, you know, he would throw it. He, and he got, he got a lot better. Of- He did. No, he, he, and he proved it. And the thing is, but at the time you were like, well, they drafted him in 2004. We thought he was a bust because he didn't play. And now he's leading the league in yards per catch. So that's cool. But he really struggles to catch the ball. And he, I mean, there was a lot of times where he was like wide open and dropping balls, but he also caught like huge. he, He had a big, he had a big couple big catches in the playoff game. He had the big catch against Atlanta. He had the two big touchdowns against Dallas. So he, he was big fun that year, but he dropped a lot of balls too. So, I mean, I, I think that, but I
0: know kind of, it's kind of weird how you look at Henderson's career and he couldn't catch a cold early in his career. And then as he got older, he just got a lot better. He, yeah. he, he was much, much better at catching the football with Meacham and Colston. It was the exact opposite. Yeah. The older they got, the harder it became for them to catch the ball.
2: Colston never was the same after that 2014 opening game in Atlanta. Like the he, fumble, you mean? The fumble, yeah. and he dropped the ball. He was just never the same. And like he got the yips, man. But 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 I think like I think that's a like to me that's the that's the ceiling for Ted Ginn, like 40 catches. Seven hundred and fifty yards, five touchdowns, runs a punt back, runs a kickoff back, has a
0: oh sign me up right now.
2: Has three or four, <laughs> has three or four big, huge catches that swing games, but also has one or two drops, like Dave says, that are, you you were like walking out the Superdome like that motherfucker. He was so open, how did he drop it? Because he's because yeah,
0: and here's the thing, here's the thing. When you're the Carolina Panthers and you have one of the top defenses in the NFL, which at the time when he was playing for them, they did, you can get away with dropping a bunch of those balls because your defense is going to make stops. You'll get another opportunity, and it's not that big of a deal. Not the Saints. With the Saints, where you hold on to every play and it means life or death because your defense can't stop anyone, the game's over when you drop a ball like that.
2: Yeah. Um, So...
0: So we feel though we're going to feel the weight of those drops. I mean, hopefully the defense has improved, but I'm just saying. <laughs> traditionally, the Saints feel the weight of plays like that a lot more than a team like the defense of the Carolina Panthers.
2: Well, it's just it's it's the same. It's the well, same. our
0: defense this year
3: is going to be awesome, so no problem.
2: Yeah, it's the same. Well, it's Andrew. It's kind of the same thing with like when they drop an interception on defense, or they have a chance to get a fumble, and they just like. For whatever reason, it's like six Saints guys fall in it, but they end up not with the ball. You're like, how the f-? you know? It's, right. it's like you know they just they're what did what did uh what did Sean Payton say last year when they played Atlanta the Monday night game and they led seven nothing and they forced a three and out and they punt and Tommy Lee fumbled the punt like after the game Sean Sean Payton was like like totally just like pissed off and he, and he basically said that he's like we're just not good enough to overcome even like one or two mistakes. Where mar- I forgot how he phrased it. It was like margin
0: of error yeah, yeah. or something.
2: And, and he's right. You know, they just, they can't. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. But I mean, so far so good. But, but you know, and we've talked about this before, Andrew, is like signs that things are going well. But like um, at right defensive end, you know that's the thing that I harp on. They got to get. They got to get ten sacks. They got to get ten sacks. Um, is there a is there a certain guy of, of Kikaha of Hendrickson? Or, uh, is there a certain guy that you you are going to have your eye on in practice, and maybe especially in the first preseason game that you that you are really interested in, and you think is going to be sort of the next guy behind Okafor.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say, we haven't heard much about Okafor yet. No, I mean, we have he's not. He's the guy that, that I expect him to start, and I expect him to, to be the guy, but we haven't heard much about him. We have heard a lot about Kikaha and Hendrickson. Um, so I'm, I'm encouraged because I think, you know, if, if Okafor starts um, and, and, you know, their sub-packages involve Kikaha, the sub-package. and, uh, and, uh, you know, Kikaha and Hendrickson both kind of coming in at different times, uh, to help the pass rush. I mean, I, I think it, that could work. I mean, I, I'd be excited about that. Can those three combine to get 10 sacks? I don't think that's out of the question.
2: Could they get me? T- could they get you 12? If they could get me 12, if you could guarantee me 12 right now, I'll sign the papers.
0: Well, I definitely can't guarantee that. Mm. Uh, but it'd be nice. <laughs> Dave,
2: as you. Look at this. Um, more likely to happen. Uh, Grayson is on the Saints. Um, Open a day roster or. Trump goes a whole month without firing anybody. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, the Saints usually
0: carry three quarterbacks, don't
3: they? I mean, they, they usually. uh they have a lot couple of
0: years. Well, no, last year they didn't. No. Uh, well,
3: I don't. It's not that unusual for uh, for the Saints to keep three three quarterbacks on the roster. Um, have you seen how much this very team gets unusual injured? for it would be very unusual for Donald Trump uh, not. not to fire somebody <laughs> within the next month. So I'm going to have to go with the Saints.
2: Andrew.
0: Yeah, I agree with Dave. I, I mean, someone's getting fired tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so that wraps it. Up. And by the way, people, we're, we're, I'm gonna, I'm going to build the fantasy leagues this week, this weekend, and um, uh, so you're gonna have the auction league, and you're gonna have the regular league. Kevin and me will play in the auction league. Me and Andrew will play in the uh in the regular league, and you can make a donation. Are we didn't,
0: Dave. To play? Play Dave, this year, Dave? Or are, you you are you complaining you're... again about how many leagues you're in? No, I'm not playing.
2: <sighs> you're missing out, Dave. You're missing
0: out the drafts. The... Remind me again what the excuse is? You've got too many leagues or something? Yeah,
3: I don't, well, I don't have too many. I only like to play in one league. I like to focus on one league.
2: <laughs> Why? Why focus on just one when you can be terrible at multiple ones? That's my attitude.
3: I don't know. It's a whole bunch of money. The winner gets like 800 bucks.
2: 800 bucks. Damn, that's a lot of money.
3: Yeah,
2: I knew a guy. I knew a guy who was in a league where that you 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 literally were only allowed to be in one league, and they had an auctioneer that would they would hire for their auction draft and do it for
3: <laughs> That's them. That's awesome.
2: And it was, but it was like a grand to play. It was like it was like oil and gas executives, and they asked me to play, and I was like, I'm like I want to, I want to, I want to do it, but I'm like a thousand dollars. I'm so bad at fantasy football. I could burn. I could waste that money just. Doing regular gambling
3: and that's you do, do do that already. I do. Yes. So at least you might as get, well get you know fifteen weeks of fun out of it. Well, it plus was, you get to participate in a live auction here the auctioneer. The
2: auctioneer—I wanted to go, so I should have done it. I wonder if they had like a like an old school like Texas auctioneer with like a like a, like a cowboy hat. Um. So so yeah so, so we're gonna set that up so you and, and I'll roll it out and you can join and I'll explain how much it is and all that and the and, and everybody that plays loves it uh, we only have like people wanting to be in it so they're trying to reserve their spots but I'll let you know so uh, and we'll have that so but so we'll get to the questions um uh Andrew this is from Velveteen Rico. Uh what would be more enjoyable sweeping sweeping the Falcons next season or splitting the games but winning the game in Atlanta 28 to 3 That's a great that velveteen. that's a great question my friend That's a great
0: question. I I still want to sweep them. That would just that would be more amazing.
2: I don't know man beating them 28 beating them 28 to 3 Mm, I guess I mean
0: yeah I mean the mockery the mockery's nice and all but you know at the end of the day that need, the Patriots did that to him we the Saints didn't you know and we we would just you know, be that's
3: why that, that's why really it should be not not beating them twenty eight to three it should be overcoming a twenty five point deficit and beating the Falcons <laughs> right right yeah and if the Saints a... did that think about how awesome that game would be that that awesomeness of that one game might supersede sweeping them.
2: Yeah, I feel like, though, if you sweep them, you, you increase the Saints' playoff odds by a lot.
0: Yes. Oh, well, yeah. you're taking
3: other external things into, yeah. into play.
0: Well, absolutely.
2: Well, it's, wow. just, it's, it's just like one. you just think of it. I mean, but it... I, I look,
0: look, you're offering me a chance for the Saints to go 2-0 with 14 games left and be two games ahead, four games ahead of the Falcons, basically, if you include the tiebreaker, three games ahead. And... Um, also, uh, just they, they beat the Falcons twice. I yeah, mean, I, how could you talk me out of that? Yeah, like, I, I don't care what happens in one game. Like, if you give me two wins over them, done.
2: Yeah, although, Velveteen, that's a great question because because t- beating them 28 to 3 or overcoming a 28 to 3 lead would be amazing. It would, it would. <laughs> uh, this is from Alfredo. Given it's summertime, what is your favorite snowball flavor, Dave?
3: Oh, um, I probably eat about two a day. I take the kids and we go to Plum Street. Um, I mean, not two a day, two, two a
2: week. Two a day, I was going to say
3: me. I was not to say, No, we, we probably get one or two. We get, we're good for one or two a week. Um, Dave smells like nougat. <laughs> See, um, see, I, I actually mix it up. I don't have like a standard flavor. I just always, I like to go for fruity, uh, tropically, you know, flavors yeah, like yeah, watermelon, yeah. mango, pineapple. You know, that's the kind of stuff I get. I, I, like, don't, cherry, I, don't, I, don't, I like cherry I don't mess cheesecake. with. Um, I don't see. I don't mess with any of that
0: wedding creamy, cake. Next question. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I don't I don't mess with any of that creamy stuff.
0: The so um, your wedding cake is where it's at. The cherry, the cream cherry flavors, che- none of that.
2: Cherry cheesecake is strong. Um, let's see. Doo, doo, doo,
3: doo, doo. There's a place near me too on Hampson, right right behind where O'Henry's used to be, right by Camellia Grill called um, Snola. And they Snow, do stuffed okay. they they do stuffed snowballs. It will come in like a mason jar, and they'll they'll put like a little bit of snowball on the bottom, and then they put like a like a creamed filling, and then they'll do like other different flavors, and then they whip, whip cream and all this other extravagant stuff. that looks looks pretty cool.
2: I like condensed milk on my snowball every once in a while. Uh, this I don't true. even think I've ever had that. It's it's interesting. It's good. That sounds uh,
3: disgusting. Uh, this is from
2: you're a hell you you're, you ter- you you ter- healthy. Andrew, you treat your body like a temple. That's why uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt asked Andrew, legitimate football question. Do you see Anzalone better as a QB spy or a blitzer?
0: You know, everything I've read about him is that he's better in coverage. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, he's definitely got the speed, I think, to potentially be a spy, but um, I, I think his forte is going to be coverage. And I think if, if there's a way on the field for him, um, it's going to be in nickel or dime sub packages where he, he's. I mean, he's not going to have the headset, but so I guess it's nickel. But um, he'll have a chance to cover running backs, cover tight ends, do that sort of thing. So um, that would be my guess as to what he could do best. But between the two, I would pick Blitzer.
2: Still has tremendous hair. Nicknamed Thor, yeah. I call I call him Florida Man Thor because he's from from Florida. Um, I just want to see I mean, him. I
0: spying spying quarterbacks too. You kind of sit in idle, whereas. If he's blitzing, you're getting more of a more video of the flowing if, locks. If you know. this, if Kikaha
2: and <laughs> if Kikaha and Anzalone are both good, Andrew, is that the best hair duo the Saints' defense has ever had? Oh,
0: imagine if they sandwich sack a quarterback with their flowing locks kind of colliding into <laughs> each other. Oh my god! It's,
2: it's the best hair defense. It would be ever.
0: poetry in motion.
2: It would be. I, I if that happened, I would screen grab it, and that would be my avatar for like a month.
0: <laughs> Could um, you
2: imagine the GIF? I mean,
0: it, it, the possibilities—just
2: slow motion hair waving. Set it to like a uh, classical music. Uh, <laughs> Dave, this is from <laughs> this is from Lewis. Uh, on a scale of one to Onomo ojo. Where is the Corey Fuller hype? Onameojo, I should say.
3: Um, maybe at like Hollis Thomas. (laughs) Walter
0: (laughs) Thomas, you mean?
3: Walter Thomas. Hollis Thomas. Uh, it's it's up there. It's up there. I
0: mean,
3: I feel like I can't wait till the first preseason game where he he makes like some seventy-five yard grab and. Then, it, then it's going to be pretty much up to Ojo level.
2: I mean, the the gold standard for camp hype is Michael Thomas. He was all; they were all about it. And then in the first preseason game against the the Patriots, he was awesome, and it just went to a whole other level. I mean, Andrew can can Fuller reach that? I don't know. That's no. That's I mean, that's the gold standard. This I think
0: the goal has has to be Adrian Arrington for him. Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, this is a this is a good question. Uh what, but D- Dave, by the end of training camp, what will we have lost more of? Defensive backs or Trump aides? <laughs> uh,
0: that's pretty similar to the, to the, to the other question. I got question. another trump theme. Now, this, this one's close for me.
3: This, yeah. um,
0: <laughs> they both drop like flies.
3: And <laughs> yeah, now definitely more defensive backs. We're, we're going to lose way more <laughs> defensive backs.
2: I would say over-under for Trump aides is like two. Cause you got until you got until the week after Labor Day, so you got like six. What you got like five, six weeks? So I would say the over/under for Trump is two. So if you think I think the Saints will lose more defensive backs than two, no, oh,
0: absolutely, or, yes.
2: What well, this I'm is a this, this is another great Trump theme question. Hey, they
0: lost. They lost two today. <laughs>
2: yeah, but they might be back. I mean, so here's another great Trump theme question. This is from Eric. What is a more uh, dangerous for your career, playing defensive back for the Saints or working for, <laughs> for Trump—that's a good question. We've
0: got a lot of these DBs. Yeah, everybody's on Trump. the same
2: page here. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Our, our, our listeners are—we have a group thing, but it's good. It's, I like it. So, what is what's more dangerous, Andrew?
0: How how is it phrased? What's more dangerous what, to your health?
2: Let's see. I'm to, looking, your so oh. to your career. To what's more to your career?
0: Uh, working for Trump or
2: being a Saints defensive back?
0: It's yeah, it's, that's a tough one because I think once you work for Trump, you might be unhireable. But oh, that's you, true. But if you're injured, I mean, then how you know the chances of coming back in the NFL are very tough. And look at the injuries. So, I
2: mean, PJ Williams, but you really still get died. paid. I mean, you,
0: you still look, get look paid at, for the year. But look, yeah, but look at Keenan Lewis. Dude can't get a job. He's done.
3: Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough one. It's
0: tough man.
3: Cause, cause he's got twig legs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think, I think it. I lean. I lean probably the Saints. Being a defensive back for the Saints is is worse for your career because at least if you're a Trump aide and you get fired, there's like a you're
0: old, like there, you've already had success. Yeah, but
2: there's like a 25 30 percent chance that you could be a talking head on Fox News or have like a radio show. With the Saints, you, you get injured a in defensive back. There's nowhere to go. You're done. You know. Well, uh, Corey White found employment, and Patrick Robinson too. So, maybe I, I still I still say it's probably Saints defensive back. Um, so that about wraps it up for the questions. Thanks to everybody. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, so um, all you people are retired. I should have started the show. It's just retired bloggers and a drunk.
0: Uh, Where's Kevin?
2: I don't know where he's power bombing. He's he's out mm. wrestling practices. Power
3: bombing his girlfriend.
2: No, we not we're not crude and disgusting on this show. That's rude. He's not power bombing. He's he's taking her out to a nice seafood dinner, and then they're gonna watch WWE Raw, and then and then they're gonna bone like hamsters. Yeah. Have some class, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> have, <class. laughs> have some class <laughs> so uh, that about does it I mean uh, on a sp- last thing on a scale of 1 to 10 Andrew how optimistic are you about the Saints after one week of camp or, or half a week of camp or whatever
0: uh, I mean they seem convinced that Armstead's coming back eventually That that makes me feel a little better uh, the Fairly thing, it just sucks. I mean, and that—that's the thing I can't really get over. Um, do I feel a little bit better after camp? Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that's happened that's been exciting, so it, it makes me uh, a little more optimistic. Um, but uh, you know, we'll wait and see. Ah, look, the main thing for me is they need to win a preseason game. I mean, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't seen them do that in like ten tries, so. I accurate. need to see that first before anything else,
3: Dave.
2: On a scale of one to ten, how optimistic I'll, are I'll you? I'll
3: put it at a seven. I'm I'm slightly more optimistic now after one week, but um, really, that's a, that's, def- that's definitely a fluctuating
0: number. But yeah, you were no you were down in the dumps, weren't you after? I,
3: yes, and I and I could very quickly go right back there.
0: <laughs> um, okay, All it takes is I'm, one
3: Kikaha preseason sack. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna just I'm just gonna ride the waves and go with the flow and I'm not gonna be uh, you know I don't wanna be the gr- a grumpy old man so uh, so far what we've seen I'll, I'll, I'll I'm happy about it
0: so I'm are, are you are, are you gonna be quick to uh to dive off the board if uh, I'll be back down to a three, three next week eight. I'm sure <laughs> okay sure. cool I'm, eight, to and and I'm an eight I'm an
2: eight I'm an eight with optimism I feel like the special teams are gonna be better no one has died yet in camp uh so that's a positive. I'm feeling I'm feeling really good about it until the until the first preseason game where they get gashed up the middle and you're like, oh fuck, they don't have fairly, fu- they're fucked. Until that time and they don't have any injuries, I'm feeling really good about things. I'm like an eight and a half right now, but I'm like Dave. I could plummet to I could plummet to a negative two. All it takes is one bad injury and I'm there. So um, so uh, just find Andrew on the on the twitters. He'll be there. Um, and uh, sometime. Dave, sometime Dave will be doing his uh, preview column for 2020. Uh, he's going to incorporate. Uh, he's going to incorporate the Saints. Pelican. The year 2020, I, not the not
3: I, the news broadcast program.
0: Actually, uh, Dave will be uh, he'll be uh, I jury duty and basically uh, sentencing someone to death. <laughs> so, Dave, so.
2: for the jury, for to get out of jury duty, you know what you should do? You should wear a Ray Lewis jersey
3: <laughs> to
2: the jury duty proceedings. That is a hundred percent guaranteed way to get out of jury duty.
0: Just oh, man. Yeah you should you could wear like a free Jeffrey Dahmer shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> OJ's. You're probably not getting selected. OJ didn't do it. You could OJ, wear You could have a that. shirt
2: that says OJ, single and ready to mingle. Um, <laughs> there's many options for you to get out of jury duty, Dave. Text me I'm and so, we'll, I'm, we'll work something I'm out.
3: excited for OJ getting out of jail. This is, <laughs> is going to be fun.
2: He's going to have a reality show in about 10 seconds and it'll be making him millions, <laughs> millions of dollars. He's going to be on E. He's going to be keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh OJ on the run I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying it man it's going to happen be ready America so for, OJ on the run for Dave for Andrew uh, for Kevin who's MIA until next week the bar is closed